You're listening to the Luke Page Podcast. This week's episode, we've got Owen Hone on. Owen's actually back for a second time. Um, I actually had him record, come over my place when I first started this podcast, probably three years ago, come into my house back when I was doing face-to-face podcasts. And um, I think he was in like, we're, we're in the 80s now episodes. I think he was like maybe the fifth episode or something like that. So it's so cool to have him back on for a second time and it's just so good to catch up and see, you know, the difference in himself, where he's at, you know, what his message is and talking about message. He's got a great message he's putting out into this world, a big philosophy of his and that's what we're going to be discussing, which is how to attract an audience by unapologetically expressing yourself. Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my life's vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. I don't know if I said, um, did I say like you're the, the first uh, return guest? No, you didn't tell me, but if that's the case, I feel special. But yeah, sorry, I thought I did. I was going to say that I actually made a mistake, man, because you're not the first return Fuck. guest. Josh Hardy, mate, got in before, before you. So you're the second return ah. guest. How is the great man? I haven't seen or heard of him for fucking ages. He was a I, legend. Well, I haven't sure spoken to is. him. <laughs> he was a legend, not anymore. He's a, he's a shit cunt now. But he, no, but I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that was like a year ago. Like, I haven't spoken to him in a while either. But, um, yeah. yeah, no, it's like we, we do... Uh, obviously, I speak to him about health and he's got some really weird stuff that he does. And, yeah, I think, I think we're doing like two-hour episodes and shit. Like it was just full on, like oh, the length, shit. like we were just talking for ages and ages. So, um, lately I've been getting my episodes down to like 30, 45 minutes, which is good. So yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully I don't go too far, too long with you, man, because it's the same thing. It's color. If we go too far, bro, I'll just hang talking. up on you. Yeah, just... <laughs> just like press the red buttons. <laughs> See, <ya. laughs> See you, mate. I read, I read a book recently about a, a, a red and a yellow card feature to, to use for team meetings. Yeah. And like if someone's waffling on too much, you hold up the yellow card and that's like a sign that they're going uh-huh, like, to yeah, like yeah. slow down. So maybe I'll pull, mate, I'll pull I the old yellow highlighter out. I reckon, like, I reckon we get down. it out. I reckon we get it out, mate. <laughs> get the things out. So like um, nice. what I wanted to you know what the, the, the topic that we're going to be talking about, which is the being yourself, like being unapologetically yourself loving yourself yeah. unconditionally i think it's a really awesome topic to talk about um not only for the audience but like for me as well like every time i start a new quarter i look at okay what do i want to focus on this quarter and every single um time what i write down is dropping more and more care dropping more and more care it's always the thing that i i i, I look at and you think about um, how, I think it's been like three, close to three years, man, since we did, did our last episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's hectic. It's a really long time. It's crazy. And like, if you look at us back in those days, three years ago, like how much we've evolved. Um, and I look at, say, three years ago, if you look at my content, I'm just like, man, that is just so not me. Yeah. And I find that mm. the further and further I go along, the less 
I care as much, which ultimately means I am showing more and more myself. And I just thought this is a really fitting time to be talking about this shit because I've just started a new quarter for, for us. And mm. it's always the thing where I'm like, okay, this next three months, what's important to us? Every single time, just like care less, show more stuff, share more stuff. Mm. So, um, yeah, man, let's kind of like just have a chat because like you're awesome at this shit. Like some of the stuff I've read from you over the years, I'm like, fuck, is he sharing that, mate? But it's like it's got to be done. And I, 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 I think I just did a video about this, actually. I don't know if you saw it. It was from a, a podcast that yeah, I did last yeah. week about yeah, yeah. showing your personality. Think about like when – think about when you started your coaching business, yeah, when we, we were at Winning International. So um, – Owen, I used to work for a coaching company before I started my business and Owen was a, a client back in the day and um, that's how Owen and I connected and that was probably like five years ago or something like that, was it? Yeah, four or five, yeah. yeah so, you know, the, the amount of competition back then was just nothing compared to now, right? And I think mm. you've just got to seriously, to stand out these days, actually share who you are and i think there's just too much hiding the truth there's too much especially if you're using the instagram and all those platforms too much perfection too much pretending that we've all got it together and we're always happy and successful and all that type of thing but um mm. yeah owen's awesome owen's like a king when he comes to like sharing what's going on and sharing some stuff that a lot of people just don't have the courage to share and at the end of the day it's just real that's what it is it's just real stuff so my question to you obi trice um, obi trice i'll take that <laughs> obi trice <laughs> that's, that's solid <laughs> my question is where do you think this came from like you to be the person where, because this is like, this is your thing, yeah? You teaching your clients, like you really, this is almost like your philosophy, isn't it? Where it's yeah. kind of like lead and show who you truly are, you know, with absolute no apologies. Where did all this come from? Yeah, I, th I think for me, like gr growing up, I was just the, the complete opposite of that, right? And I think that, you know, of oftentimes, you know, our biggest, uh, breakthroughs and growth growth comes from our insecurities and like I, I can still remember when I was when I was younger like I was just I, I, if, if someone paid attention to me or if I felt like I had friends then I felt good and so I came I, I, I ended up just becoming a massive people pleaser like a lot of people do yeah um, because I was just super insecure like I remember walking down the street one day with my mum and and mum's like hey that person you know said hello to you and I just kind of turned my head the other way. Mm. And like, I remember at school, I used to get bullied all the time um, because I just, I tried so fucking hard mm. to fit in, you mm. know? You know, the kind of kid that's just like, tries too fucking hard. And I wondered why <laughs> yeah. I couldn't fit in. That was me, yeah? yeah? I was yeah. a fucking try hard yeah. or a people pleaser, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And so I got picked on, on shit and, and shit for that. And all I wanted to do, I was like, why can't I just fit in? Like, mm. why can't I just be confident in myself? And that, you know, for, for anyone that's listening to this that's ever, you know, felt like they're not good enough or they're super insecure or they worry about what people think about them, it's a fucking carries with it a lot of pain. Like, mm. it's the worst fucking feeling in the world. It's the worst feeling. And so birthed out of that was just like a massive desire to be confident. So, you know, like a lot of people in the 
in the coaching space, I dropped a heap of cash into personal development. I've you know listened to thousands of hours of YouTube videos and podcasts and read books, you know X, Y, and Z, and just figured out that you know it feels better to be yourself. And then it was it's actually really cool. That, that one of the reasons why I love business so much is that as you said now, man, like you can't really stand out without really connecting with who you are and allowing people to see that. So it's re- I think there's no greater personal development vehicle in the world than business because on one hand, it kind of forces you to just be yourself, which is incredibly therapeutic. But the more you do that, the more people you attract because, you know, we live in a society of, you know, highlight reels and, and you know, just trying to, you know, be perfect. So when you can not be that, you automatically kind of stand out from the crowd because most people don't have the courage to do it, mm. right? And I, And so I think like, putting yourself out there is courageous and then you become the permission slip for other people to do so as well and then they you know follow you from there so Mm, and i think it's like it's it's what we ultimately want a lot of us it's like we all wish we had the courage to do what we want to do and be the person that we want to be and i think a lot of it we see though that person that person who doesn't care and just does all this stuff and a lot of people look at that person and go man i wish that was me i wish i had the courage to do that and do all mm. that shit it's just like a to common want that we all want isn't it yeah 100 percent. and i think that the, the the thing that i always thought was and a lot of people like how many people listening to this are like when i finally start to feel more confident in myself then I'll go and do this in the business or I'll start to put myself out there more then I'll start to reach out to people X, Y, and Z. Mm. But it's actually courage comes before confidence. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest breakthrough with me in putting myself out there or, or, or in anything in business is having the courage to act on the things that are important to you. Because after that, like you, you know, we were talking before we jumped on about how we used to, to, to do tram rants back in the day mm-hmm. and jump on a tram with all these strangers and then just do a speech. Because that's like one of the you know, one of the most fucking intense examples of doing something you're afraid of. Mm. And the more you do it, then you just become confident in that thing. And the more time you actually do that, it starts to build integrity momentum. And that's how like genuine confidence is formed because in the true sense of the term, you have confidence in your ability to follow through on your word and the shit that you say you're going to do. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I'm not confident in myself or I struggle with self-esteem. And oftentimes I'm like, well, you you haven't fucking earned it. Like if, if you don't feel confident in yourself, it's chances are it's because you break promises to yourself. You, you say you're going to do this or that and you don't follow through. And each time you do that, again, in the true sense of the, of, of the, of the word, you, you lack confidence in your ability to follow through. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, people need to stop trying to be perfect and just start being themselves and, and start following through and, and, they'll, and they'll build that self-confidence, you know, just naturally through doing that. I just want to quickly jump in and talk about a program of ours called The Leading Coach, which helps coaches grow a six-figure-a-year business organically. Now, if you're a coach and you're currently making, on average, between zero and $5,000 a month, and you want to learn how to get more clients and take your business to the next level, and you've been following us for a little bit and you just love our style and our approach and what we're all about, then right now you can join the waiting list to The Leading Coach. Now, we only open up enrollments to TLC a few times a year. So um, by joining the waiting list, basically you'll be put on a notification list and be notified of when we open the doors next. And you'll also be one of the first that gets access to the Leading Coach program page, which includes all the details about what's in it, what it includes, and all the information so you can make a decision um, about whether the program is exactly what you need or not. 
Uh, so the link to join the waiting list is lukepage.com.au forward slash TLC. I'll also pop that link in the show notes as well. So anyway, let's get back to the episode. Random question will relates back to what you said before regarding you investing in your business. How much have you invested into like your education, your learnings, everything like over the years? Roughly, do you reckon? Oh, I, I don't know, maybe like 200K or more. Yeah, 200K because yeah. I mean, it's one thing I always like to ask is, um, you know, with coaches that are doing well, I always like to ask them things like that because to say, you know, a lot of the people listen to this are a lot coaches making probably under 150 a year in their business. Um, a lot of them are new. They've probably been only going for about a, a year or so and maybe their belief is that, hey, I've just got to do one course and one program for two grand and I'm set for life. But there you've got, oh, and you've invested 200K into your stuff so far. So you said, um, we spoke about courage. We spoke, I heard you talk about discipline and you were saying courage comes before confidence and the way to get courage is through discipline. Would that be, someone's going like, oh, Gee, Owen's courageous and maybe Luke, you're courageous and that person's courageous, but what about me? I just, I don't have courage. I want it, but I don't have it. Like what's, what's a few steps on how we can start getting more courageous? This is a big yeah, one. Yeah, I, I, I think at the end of the day, you've just like, like, first of all, be clear and be super honest with yourself about what you actually want. Like that's the first step is you need to, you know, don't, you know, be honest about what you would love to have in your life and the life that you'd love to create. And then as you move towards it, uh, I always say like whenever you set a, a big worthy goal, you're going to be faced with all, all of your insecurities and challenges and you know habits that you need to create that are not yet habits and so forth. And so when you're moving towards that, you're going to experience a whole bunch of resistance yeah, and it's going to feel really uncomfortable. And so then I think that you like at the end of the day, if you want, if you want something bad enough, you'll find the courage to actually do that thing. Mm. Yeah, true or not true. Like, you know, the Eric Thomas's story about the, you know, the student and the guru. If someone's like holding you beneath the water and literally you're like trying to scratch up and get air, like what's the one thing that you want in that moment just before you're about to pass out? Yeah, it's like you want air. And he says, when you want to be successful as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be fucking successful. And mm. so oftentimes it's like, how bad do you want it? Because if you want, want it bad enough, you won't be asking yourself, where can I find courage? You will just have the courage to take action to be able to get the thing that you want. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I think probably if you're not finding the courage, probably the thing that you need to do is be way more fucking honest about where you're actually at. Mm-hmm. Like David Goggins talks about the accountability mirror. The gog. And looking in the mirror and if the big gog. And if you're and if you're a little bit pudgy, don't be like, oh yeah, no, I've put a little bit of weight. Be like, I'm a fat fuck. Mm. And not from the angle of like demoralizing yourself. But if you can be honest about your current reality, like it's probably gonna hurt and it's gonna suck. Which is good because pain is one of the best motivators that you can get to move forward. And if you've got enough pain stacked and a much enough desire to go get what you want, you'll have no problem finding the courage. And then also on top of that, realize that courage is a muscle. You know, the, if, if you don't go to the gym, your muscles are going to atrophy, same as your courage. And that's why, like we spoke before, that's why you went on and did a tram route, like consistently. Because then whenever, you know, whenever you needed to find the courage to do something, you had practiced it so it would become more natural, I think. Mm, yeah, it's like I speak to people about because I, I like even 
I speak to people about this tram rant thing, right? And even like people that are, you know, amazing public speakers, they're like, man, I would fucking do that. And like, man, you would. Like, it's just like, I know it's crazy, but you know what it's like when you first do it. You're kind of like, man, I would never do that. But you can, anyone can do it. It's just like putting yourself in this situation. And in regards to me, I just did it so many bloody times. And mind you, that video that you saw, the recent one, because um, I hadn't done one in a while, so the first time yeah. I got on, yeah, I was—I mean, I was—I was nowhere near nervous back when I first started. I was still pretty, like, I was still fairly calm, but there was my heart was beating more, like, faster than normal, right? So, yeah. um, but it was like, you know, we had to film that, and I had Dan Dan Baldoso filming me, yeah, and um, I said, okay, let me just do one warm up, right? And I—I I just did some. I didn't even talk about what I spoke about in that video. I spoke about, uh, I think I spoke about just loving yourself, just um, giving yourself respect and being your biggest fan for the day as opposed to talking down to yourself and being critical. How about you just be your biggest fan? I just kind of spoke about that. And I'm like, all right, sweet, let's go. I'm ready for it, right? And then as we're filming the video, like, you know, one of them, the tram door closed in my face and like I got half my arm in there and that. So then we had to film it again. Another one, I had a dude in the middle of it. Dude told me to, cause it was like in COVID days and I didn't have my mask on. He's like, put your mask on. So he's getting up and he's screaming, tell me to bloody put my mask on. And then the next one was, um, uh, it was a really good one. And then the, like the, like the automatic person over the speaker started talking and it was the speaker was above my head. So then it caught up. And because of we had all this shit going on, yeah, I had to keep doing it. And I probably did it six or seven times, yeah. So yeah. mind you, from the first time to the sixth or seventh time, you just didn't care anymore, yeah. At the start, I was kind of like, yeah, I was a little bit, oh, this a little bit uncomfortable, but I just kept on doing it, kept on doing it. It was like you were saying before, it's, it's a, it's a muscle and I was just strengthening that muscle in a very short period of time. Um, so yeah, what's like, what's something that you've done recently that stands out to you where you're like it tested your courage? It's a really good question. Just came to me there, man. I didn't even have that prepared and it's bang. <laughs> just I can just smack you on just the face. Just came through you, bro. Just came through, mate. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm with the the angels. Are on my on my on my shoulder, mate. I I actually I actually can't I can't think of anything anything recently, and I don't know if that's because I've been you know playing it small or whatever, or or, or you know I think it also could just be you know probably because of my perception around doing that hard stuff mm-hmm. you know i probably just don't perceive it as i just don't pay any attention to those things that i got to do that are hard because i just for so long have accepted that it's part of the process yeah and so actually when you ask that I, I, nothing actually comes to mind is that because i'm just been chilling i don't know maybe maybe there's a lot of things and you know the way that i show up now in business it's you know i've wired them in as habits which is fucking happy days what we all shoot towards right mm. um Perhaps, but I think that you know what what's just come up for me is, and this is something that I've I'm really fucking excited to to talk about at the moment, mm-hmm. is this whole idea. I think in the coaching slash online business space at the moment, there's this massive like desire to live in a state of ease, flow, and alignment, 
Yeah, I don't know about you, but I speak to so many people and they're like, you're involved, the hustle is dead, fuck that. Like, I want to, you know, wanna, I want to do ease and flow now. And like, they're at the starting stages of their business, they're making no sales, but they're sitting there saying they want to make fucking 20, 50, 100K per month, but they're like, nah, hustle is dead, like, I just want to chill. And like, I was listening to this podcast by a guy by the, by the name of Andrew Huberman, Dr. Andrew Huberman. I don't know if you heard of him, but look him up. Yeah. And he's talking about how, like when we go to new to, to do a new action or a skill that we haven't done before, what actually happens is our our brain and our body secretes a hormone. I think it's called neuroepinephrine. Don't don't uh, hold me to that, but I think that's what it is. What that actually does is it causes you to like focus in on that thing, mm-hmm. and when that happens, it actually feels a hell of a lot like stress and agitation. Like whenever you've done something new, bro, whether it's fucking you know doing tram rants or learning to write content or starting the podcast, right? Yeah. How often does it feel like stress? It just kind of feels like, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what he actually, what he, what he spoke about is like, what, what happens when that happens is it actually sends a signal to your brain to mark the parts of your brain that are required to actually make the change to then wire in that habit. So that stress and agitation that you feel is actually the gateway to focus and flow that then allows you to master that skill set or habit, which will then allow you to feel a, a you know a state of ease, flow, and alignment down the track, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so many of us we sit there and we start, and it's a little bit hard, and we're like, oh, but such and such said that you know all I have to do is activate my abundance codes and I'll be in flow, mm-hmm. but I'm not in flow. Yeah. So then we feel really guilty because we don't feel as good as we should, mm-hmm. but in essence, it's actually supposed to be that way. So what I guess what I'm saying is to the people that are listening is right like one of my favorite quotes at the moment is like rather than wishing for less battles, become a better fucking warrior and realize that at the beginning of a new thing, like there's going to be a micro battle there within your mind, like neurochemically around how it's going to feel. But when, when it feels hard for me, I'm like, fuck yeah, like I'm creating a habit. Like I'm mastering this and I actually like, cool. That means that my brain's actually working. If I didn't feel that, chances are my brain ain't working. I'm not going to build this as a habit. Mm. So I can't remember what your question was, bro, but I think that's so... <laughs> Either can I, so, mate. <laughs> so, I just, it's just, I'm so passionate about it because like so many people and you would know this who start out and they want these fucking big goals mm. and two, three, four, six, six months in and like it's not happening and then they feel like, oh, I don't know if I'm good enough or I don't know if I have what it takes. It's like, it's not about whether or not you have what it takes. It's are you prepared to do whatever it takes for as long as it takes to get what you want and what that will allow you to do and which is why I think I struggled to come up with like what's the thing that I've had to do that's courageous is because I've just accepted that whatever I want to create, it's going to be what it is. Mm. It can't be any easier or any harder than it's going to be. So I've just, I think I've just accepted it. So mm-hmm. does that make sense? And then, so it's not as much like I'm not, I'm not so attached to if it's hard, I'm not like, oh, fuck, there's something wrong with me. If it's hard, I'm not like, oh shit, does that mean there's a problem I'm not worthy? It's like, nah, I'm just human mm-hmm. and it's a part of the process. So then I see the struggle, not as a struggle, but as the path I need to create the greatness that I want, which I think is you know, probably the biggest thing for a lot of people. It's that meaning that we attach to the journey. You know, If you're struggling or you're, you're comparing your chapter one to somebody's chapter 30, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. Maybe it's just exactly how it's supposed to be. Mm. Um, so you've had your business for for this. You've had this business what, close to five years, has it? Yeah. Um, how many hours a week on average are you working now compared to maybe two to three years ago? Outstanding question. So 10, 15 hours at the moment. Like I said this to someone the other day. My life's pretty. I'm I'm fucking bored. 
Mm. Like I'm like, well, you know, what can I do? Because I've, I've built a, a team around me. I have an ops manager. I have a couple of setters. I've got a sales guy. Mm-hmm. I've got a VA and I've got another like, you know, admin manager that mm. helps with a lot of those tasks that I used to do. When I first started out, like I can still, I, I was thinking about this before we jumped on. I can still remember walking around the street in Swan Hill, messaging you being like, how do I respond to this person? What do I do here? And you giving me these dope answers. <laughs> and that was like while I was at work. And then when I got home, I'm fucking working after work. And then my wife, my what now ex-wife, we're fighting all the time because we've got a kid on the way and I'm working when I'm supposed to be with her. Mm. And it's stressful and it's hard as fuck. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, this is this, is this actually going to work? Like, or is it just another one of those things you're doing? Mm. And it was like, I felt like, how am I supposed to fit all of this in? But like Gary Vee says, it's like, oh, I don't have the time. Well, what are you doing from, you know, 10 p.m. till 2 a.m.? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Tony Robbins talks about working from like, he was a janitor some stupid hour in the morning and then like he's working the rest. Like, so yeah, it was a fucking lot. But that hustle, then when you're allowed able to build a team around you, it starts to be, get, become easier. We just can't skip the build phase. Mm, so you're doing... 15 hours a week now, but then back in the day you were, what are we talking roughly? Well, it's hard because I had a full-time job. So, you know, okay. 30, 30, 40 hours of business on top of, you, you know, your 40-hour job. Yeah. And then weekends yeah. and stuff in, in between. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know exactly, but it was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. So, yeah, it's interesting, man. And I, I completely agree. It's it's And one of the things I actually said that because I've, I've been – fairly cruisy in regards to how i've built my business i've always said that um kind of going through winning days and seeing what it was like um that's really formed the type of coach i am and i'm definitely not a person that slacks off but i'm i wouldn't classify myself as a hustler yeah i've got mates that are in business that yeah they they work saturday sundays and they're you know they're doing the 15 hour days and i'm just like man that's just fucking not me right um, yeah, we sound similar. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's just not what I want, and it's like I don't need like the biggest thing in the world. And I think if you want that, you've got to be fucking working that much. Yeah, like you've got to be wanting it that much that you got to be working crazy hours. And another thing yeah. is, if you want to grow quickly or grow quicker, then yeah, if you're not doing as much work as the next person then you're going to grow slower most likely unless you have a team behind you to do it. So what was the point of that? <laughs> One of those ones. Uh, let's go to the next. Yeah, he's, he's holding it up. But there was a point to that one, about. I don't know what it was. It always happens to me. I'll it was a good point. Random, <laughs> get on some random tangent. Yeah. Like, what was the question? I don't know. I, I hope that was valid. I need like, <laughs> mate, it was, the be- it was the best bomb in the world, mate. It was the best bomb in the world. <laughs> it was a mic drop moment. I need like someone beside me just to go, oi, you're getting off track. I go deep, man. <laughs> Do you know what? It's funny. Talking about Josh Hardy, the reason why our podcast episodes go for so long because we're both the same. And we both do rabbit holes, yeah? And we go rabbit hole off rabbit hole off rabbit hole. And we don't, our original point, which was probably half an hour ago, we're like, how do we get here? Yeah, and we're like, we don't even know what we're talking about. Um, Funny you say that though, real quick. I'm yeah. just, just let me go off a little hole. Well, that's what makes your podcast so valuable, bro. Like, I, yeah. That's why I love podcasts is because I can do a video and it's not scripted, but you have a structure. Yeah. yeah, people can't get the same amount of value that they get from hearing you go on a random rabbit hole. Like they, that's, mm. you know, again, that's them seeing the real you and what's really going on in your head, which I think is really, really powerful. So keep those rabbit holes. Fuck yeah, I'm, keep, I'm, I'm sticking with the rabbit holes, man. Definitely. Keep but it. funny you say, like, as you were saying, is when you're growing up, um, 
and you had like the you're pretending to be someone that you weren't. You had the mask. I was the exact same, man. I was like really like okay. I grew up where I learnt that my love come from achieving and being great at things. So I avoided failure. I avoided stuffing up. Um, but man, I'm I'm kind of known for doing videos and I've stuffed up complete words, but I just keep on going and I've learnt to accept that. And I actually I love doing it because I know fucking most people won't do it. Yeah, most people will re-record their video to get it perfect, but sometimes i'll just be like saying the randomest shit or stuff it up and it's like yeah i'll leave that go i think people respect it yeah yeah i always say to my clients is that um, imperfect action beats perfect inaction every day and also that i can't help you steer a parked car so you're better off to jump on the video and mess half it up and then ask yourself well what learnings can i take from that and then whatever even if you perceive it as stuffing up then that means that it's going to be 10% better next time mm. versus sitting there trying to be like, I want to make the perfect thing and not even getting started. Like you, how, how many shots out of 100 can you make if you, if you don't take the shot? Like it's so mm. stupid. It's such a, I want to like, oh yeah, fucking good question. But like, it's the truth. Like just get out there and take more shots. And then every single time you do that, you learn. And you know, when, you play, when we play sport, we don't expect to get good without going to training. So why would yeah. we expect it to be any different, any business? So like put in the reps and realize that whatever, as you said, whatever you go through, just like I always say to my clients is like suck more, fuck it up more. Because mm. the more you can do that, the better you're then going to become. And, and and more people respect you. Like you stuff that up and you keep going like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. You know, it looks powerful. You don't give a fuck. Like he just shows up and he just bees himself, which yeah. is powerful in and of itself. Mm. How's all... um. What, what platform are you like your primary platform is it facebook yeah i don't even use facebook man and i'm like gary v's talking about facebook again i'm like oh well gaz is talking about a bit to get back on facey but uh, i've basically cut off facebook i went over to instant i've started up tiktok which had to delete the my account because it wasn't working i'm kind of like why is not working so i've tried this new account which is running for three days now um nice congratulations thanks mate i'm pumped for it uh, Facey So like as the Faceys The live scene is huge there That's what I remember about Facey Is that the live scene's massive um, You love your lives don't you I don't mind a cheeky live Yeah I Do not mind a cheeky mind. live What's um Because I know a lot of people listening to this Don't do lives Because the live scene on Insta Isn't like it Shit. is on Facey man It's kind of like When I do lives man I hardly do them Because it's just kind of like You get on there And it's just Crap. fucking shit house man not like it the facey, facey um, community. So a lot of people listening to this that because they use Instagram, they're not used to the live scene. And um, what's some tips? Because, man, that was like what we based our videos off back in the day. It was almost the rules, yeah? yeah? It was the rule was you, you can't, you gotta, you you gotta can't do them alive, in a live, man. That's, so yeah. how do you... Um, what's great about a live? For someone listening to this, why should they do a live? And then... Um, What's some tips that you can give to get them over their feed so they fear so they can go live? Yeah, so like I'm not gonna when it comes to just getting over the fear, just fucking do it. Like let's not sugarcoat it. Let's be honest. If you want to get good at it, do 30 lives in a row mm -hmm. every single day, no matter what. Because then what what you'll start to notice will happen is you know you'll say to yourself, oh, I didn't have the time to do this perfect live. I had a client say that. And I'm like, well, why didn't you just go live for 20 seconds? 
and say, hey, I just don't have any time to do this today, but I fucking made the commitment to do this. So yeah. here's my life getting it done and hang it up. Yeah, you'll find out a lot about yourself because you'll start to make excuses about why you can't do it because you want it to be perfect. Yeah. So the greatest way to learn those lessons is to do it. The second thing in terms of like the, the a structure for your lives and videos that will allow you to actually come on and feel an element of confidence delivering is I call it the three P's, which is like the most powerful way that you can, you know, structure communication in a live, a video, um, or a reel. And so the first P is person. So who are you speaking to? So for example, like, hey, if you're a coach um, listening to this and you want to learn how to do lives better, um, make sure that you watch this live. Tune in right now. So then immediately you capture the person's attention. If they watch the beginning of the live or the reel of the video, immediately that person's gonna, holy fuck, I wanna learn how to do videos, this video is for me. Yeah. And the second P is problems. So then you just kind of detail and go, hey, like, you know, you're obviously a coach, you wanna do better at lives. You know, if you're watching this, you know, a lot of you probably struggle um, with feeling confident to actually even jump on to the live. You know, some of you just probably have no idea what to say. And some of you are like, you're scared of messing the words up. If you can relate to any of that, you know, I'm just gonna, share with you um, three tips on this live um, that will help you get better at that. Yep. So immediately you become ultra relevant and ultra magnetic to that coach with those problems. They're going to sit there and go, oh my God, like Luke, you know, you're fucking Jedi. You're in my head. How do you understand that? And the, my, one of the most powerful quotes that someone shared with me that was so powerful around marketing is like marketing is less about providing solutions and more about being able to describe your ideal client's problems and situation better than anybody else. Mm -hmm. So if you're having conversations with somebody, your ideal client, and, and they're sharing with you what's up and what they're struggling with, like from every conversation, you should write a post. Yeah. Hey, so, hey guys, like I, I was just chatting to a you know, really amazing lady. She's got a coaching business. Um, she's got some pretty big goals. She'd love to be able to make you know, 10, 20K a month. Um, and she's struggling with X, Y, and Z. If you can relate to any of that, reach out to me. It's the easiest way to be ultra relevant and magnetic simply through, again, describing their problems and situations. You do that, mm. then you'll be magnetic. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I don't really understand my ideal client yet. Well, go interview some people. Go find five or 10 people that you would love to work with and say, yo, like, what are you struggling with the most right now? What's keeping you up at night? Like, what are your big goals? And then use that market research to go create content and you will stand out. Now, in terms of the third P is the promise. So at the end, uh, it's like, hey, you know, if, if you reach out to me, uh, if you want help with working on your lives, if you reach out to me, um, you know, let's have a chat. I might be able to help you out, you know, comment live below. So person, problems, promise is a really great framework. Mm. And you know, how, how many of you are listening to the podcast right now and you're a coach and you were listening to that and you were bobbing your head, uh, you know, nodding your head as I was saying it because it was relevant to you. And all I did was use that structure. And so I want to prompt anyone listening, like how could you use that in your own business? Yeah, yeah, how can you take that learning and go and create a piece of content right now that is going to allow you to start attracting the right people to you? Mm, I like that um, speaking to a client and just making a post out of it. And even um, uh, like I was speaking to someone in the DMs uh, this morning, she was just going to buy a little, a little mini program that I've got and technically, at the point of speaking to her, she wasn't a customer or a client. She was just telling me her situation and circumstance. And I'm like, man, I could make a post out of that. It's, it. it's so easy. That's a cool idea. Um, yeah. Now, anything that... 
we've kind of spoken about a number of things. Like, is there anything that we haven't spoken about that we need to? It's a certain area that we haven't gone in regards to if people are listening, they're like, okay, I've got to show my true self. I've got to have courage. I've got to be disciplined. I've got a Nike and I've got to just, just do it. I've got all these things. Is there some, if we touched on everything, man, or is it something where we're like, oh, we haven't discussed that? I, I just, I think what, what's just come up for me is, is, you know, something that the big, uh, James Wellington, big Wello. Has the big Wello, mate. I haven't big heard Wello. I haven't heard for him in ages. Is, is, is he still alive? Slaying it up. Uh, slaying it up on the Gold Coast. I was actually there with him having a few beers. Oh, really? Um, on the weekend. He's doing good. Does yeah. he live in the Gold Coast? Yeah. yeah, he went up. He's been up there for about six or eight months. Okay, yeah. So, um, and one of his mentors is like, success is structural, not personal. And the I think the thing that comes to mind for me that I want everyone to, to understand and what that means is like a while ago when I was like maybe 24, 25, um, for the listeners that watch Sons of Anarchy, you watch that by the way? You've seen That's, Sons of Anarchy series? I think I've seen one or two episodes. That's like the biker thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, bro. Get on it. I reckon you'd love it. I reckon you'd love it. Yeah, it's about motorcycle gang motorcycle and gang, the yeah. leader is is uh, Jax Teller played by Charlie Hunnam. So ladies listening to this, you know, look him up. He's got a few shirtless photos. You'll love him. <laughs> and for me as a guy... I fell in love with the guy, right? He's just like confident, swagger, doesn't give a fuck about anyone, and he rides a Harley. And so I got, I became obsessed with the idea of getting a Harley. I was like, fuck. And I, and you know how marketing works, right? In, at the same time that I knew that if I got a bike, it's not going to change me. I'm like, if I get a bike, then I'll be confident and you know, awesome like Jack Teller. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem was I, I didn't. Um, so I, I wanted to get a Harley, but I didn't know how to ride a bike. So I'm like, that's cool. I want to get a sick Harley, but I've never really ridden a motorbike before. Right. So what I did was I'm like, what can I do here? And so I found out my in-laws had a like a, a 250 something sitting in the in, in the garage, and I'm like, hey, can I come out and ride this a couple of nights a week so I can learn how to ride a bike? And so I went out there every night of the week and just did fucking laps a, on this a dirt, dirt bike. bike. Yeah. Yeah. Prepping myself to become a badass bikey, right? So I could you know do that. Any stacks? And so I. Nah, nah, I just took it pretty easy. I didn't, I didn't go, I wasn't doing motos or jumps or anything. I was just taking it easy. Um, And so I, so I did that. And then after that, I I started to do some research and I was like, cool. Well, I've got to get my license, right? So I'm like, well, fuck, I don't have a bike that I can get my license on. I don't have a ute, like what am I supposed to do? And I found out that you had to travel about two hours to get your license. So I'm like, what am I going to do? So my mate had a ute. I'm like, hey bro, can I borrow a ute? And then one of my other mates had a Vespa, you know, those little yeah. scooter things. Yeah. I'm like, hey, man, I've got to get my license. Can I borrow your Vespa? <laughs> so I got my mate's you, hooked it up to the trailer with the Vespa, went all the way over to Daniloquin, went over there and like putted around the cones and shit, <laughs> got my license. And I was like, fuck yeah, one step closer. I'm like, now I can go get my Harley. But then I went to, I was like on HarleyDavis.com. And I, what I found out is that in Victoria, you have to have your license for three years before you can actually get the powered bike that I wanted uh, to get. Yeah, yeah. You have to like get your P's and you're going to have it for two years before you can get a 1200cc. Mm. And I'm like, fuck. But at no stage of this journey so far did any of these setbacks that I sit there and go, fuck, am I actually worthy of a Harley? 
you know am i good enough to be able to have a bike do i really have what it takes i was like just obsessed with it bro i was like fucking want a bike so take the obvious next step i'm just gonna do it Mm. i didn't think about it twice right i didn't make it personal it was just what's the next step Mm. yeah but how many of you are listening to this the moment something goes wrong you struggle with a live you do xyz and you're like fuck i'm a piece of shit but i didn't make it personal which was just so so powerful as i reflect on this anyway the next step was so I was like, what I found out was that in, in the ACT in Canberra, and so please don't share this with the authorities because this is, I'm not sure, like this is, you know, it's probably highly illegal. Between it, this has but to I, us too, mate. No this one is just, with, just between us. <laughs> no one else, don't tell it to us. And um, what I found was an ACT, you can get any powered bike as soon as you get your piece. Like straight up, you can just do whatever the fuck you want. Mm. So what I did, I pulled my iPad out. I fucking went to ACT. I held my hand and it was four white place. So I got one of my power bills. I fucking got a PDF editor out. I changed the address on there to Four White Place. I flew to Canberra. I went in there and said, hey, I need, I've moved here. I need to change my license across. Did it. Flew back home to Melbourne. Um, bought the, the Harley. Didn't have the courage to no go way. in to actually... Didn't have the courage to go in and get the bike yeah. because I was too scared that I wouldn't know how to ride it out of there. So I got it delivered. Hopped on the fucker. <laughs> to, to, Took me about 20 minutes to figure out how to turn it on because, yeah. you know, I don't really know bikes that much. Turn it on, drove all the way home to Swan Hill. Now, ah. I'm so proud of that. Not the illegal, like, you know, I shouldn't have done that. Mm. You know, anyone listening that's a rule follower, like, you probably want to throw the bucket at me right now. That's not the moral of the story. Mm. moral of the story is if you want something bad enough, you'll find a way. But also, too, with something like that, I didn't have, you know, it wasn't personal development. So, I didn't have the... You know, I, I never once thought I'm not good enough. I didn't make it personal. I just did the shit. So mm. I guess I guess the message that I felt feel like I had to come through with that is stop making it about you. Stop making it personal. Just realize that there's going to be lessons you're going to need to learn, skill sets you're going to need to develop, and 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 problems and challenges you're going to have to overcome, and just realize that that's part of the process, and then that way you can just enjoy it and. My reflecting on that makes me feel so powerful because the time that I did that, I was like, if I can do this, like I can do anything in my business and everybody listening to this can do the same too. And that just came from an obsession. Like how many of you are listening to this are like have a burning desire to do something fucking epic? How many of you don't want to just settle for mediocre? You want to create a powerful coaching business. Allow that to pull you forward. Man, that is such a (laughs) sick. I loved it, man. The story, the point... That is, that's so true. I've never heard that. Like, it's like, what, what was it? Business is not personal, it's structure. Success is structural, not personal. Success. That's, that's so good. And it, Oh, man, I love Isn't it. it. I love it. It's like, you know, it's so true. It's like we do this business stuff, and then we're like, whoa, me, what's wrong with me? Yes. What's wrong with me? But then, you know, everything that you went through to get that Harley, not at one point did you ever go, oh my God, what's wrong? It's just like, man, this is what it is. This is the shit I got to get through. Yeah, I, I didn't even perceive it as shit. That's a funny thing. I was like, <laughs> you know, I was just obsessed. I was just, yeah. what's next? What's next? Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. so funny. Mm. Not to say that it didn't make it any, you know, any less harder when it comes to business, but I yeah. just think if you compare the two, it can help ground you a little bit at least. I'm grounded, man. I'm, uh, I'm mate, I'm, my knees, I'm grounded up to my knees. Mate, uh, <laughs> where can uh, everyone, where can they find you? Uh, at the Owen Hone on IG and so if as you're listening to this what I'd love to for you guys to do for, for all of the listeners is to take a screenshot um, chuck it up on your stories and tag 
uh, Lukey Page here. What's your IG, bro? Just so they know. I'm um, sure it's up somewhere. At Luke underscore Page. Awesome. So at uh, at Luke underscore Page and at the Owen Hone. Fucking put us up there and share your biggest takeaway from today. And then on Facebook, just search um, Owen Hone and you'll find me somewhere. And owenhone.com.au if you want to check out my webby. Sick. We're going to chuck all those in the showies. But, um, mate, what an ep. Episode two, Back With a Vengeance. When, you, when are you starting a podcast, mate? When are you jumping on the train? Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind, hey. But then I can't even fucking get my own mic worked, worked out. So I need to... You've got, you've got the Yeti, first. mate. you got... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you got the shit. Yeti on your side. Anything is possible. Anything's possible. But it's a lot of fun. You, you're smashing it. Like, and some of the content that you've been sharing um, from yours has been epic. It's a great content creator. You do an awesome job. Yeah, you know what, man? Like, I'm really, I'm really at the point now where I'm starting to enjoy my podcast where it was a real slug for a while. Like, I used to do episodes every two weeks. And then I'm just yep. like, it was just slow, yeah? Um, but I wasn't in a rush. I was really playing. I'm, I... I take like this podcast, it's going to be huge one day and I'm going to look back and go, this podcast is how I live my life where I basically said from the start, I'm in no rush with the podcast and I'm just going to play a real long-term game and just go with it. Um, and I used to, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to release an episode every two weeks and I was cool with that. But then when I went from two weeks to one week, it was like a big change and it was a slug for a bit because I had to develop the new habits of getting it all done and be prepared and like that. But now I'm at the point where, especially with this platform that we use in Riverside, which is cool, I'm pulling out good content from it because the video and the audio is good quality now. So now I'm kind of like, I'm really starting to enjoy it because now I can record a podcast, get multiple bits of content from it with video and as of late man i've started getting awesome guests on yeah like like way bigger guests and i've booked a couple more coming up so pumped man it's uh it's just like a massive evolution like i said since like three years ago since i had you on and you were in this bloody living room which the house probably would have looked different those days um it's just it's so cool to look back i love looking back and going you know where were you where are you now and just all the things that you've been through I guess it's such a that's life. Yeah, it's such a cool journey. That's full yeah, of. Gary Vee talks about that a lot, doesn't he? Just about how you can look back and you know see see your journey. And I, I see that sometimes, you know, from the winning days and doing the videos and the lives, and they come up in my memories. Yeah, and, it's, and it really does. Uh, there's no. I don't think there's any other way to capture your growth, right? You can kind of remember where you're at, but then when you see it mm-hmm. and you know see how you've evolved, see how the podcast evolved, see how your life's evolved, see how business evolved, it's 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 pretty cool and something to be pretty proud of. Yeah, that's what's cool about where we live now. We're like everything's recorded, so you actually have okay. There's that video. I got a video. I mean, I got to share. It. I got this video of when I had this business before this business, where I was doing this blind business, and me getting up and speaking about my business, and I couldn't talk, dude literally couldn't talk i had to someone had to film me you had to practice pitching your business and speak on film and yeah. i could not put a sentence together man i found it the other day and i'm like man this is so, so fucking gross. so yeah. mate thanks for coming on for the second time we're, we're, we're definitely going to do it again um and yeah it's just man it's I, I, it, good to have you on thanks for coming on and, and and giving me the time for starters um but you know 
your stuff's awesome and you know you're putting a really good message out there man which um i think is so so important just this authenticity being yourself really really important message man considering where it's not usually the case yeah it's one of it's one of the most it's one of the most needed things in the in the universe right now for sure you know individually but then also you know as you touched on at the beginning professionally in business as well that's the cool thing a lot of people need it themselves like they just need to learn how to be themselves and the cool thing is if and while they're doing that in their business it's only going to help it yeah so i agree Hey there, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that I release every couple of weeks. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please, I really, really appreciate it if you leave me a review. And you can also find me on Instagram at Luke underscore page.